Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm a team? That's Kane Gang. Hello, 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 everybody out there in radio world, podcast world, whatever world you're living in. You know, well, here we are in the USA, the best world of them all. So, uh, America. Welcome the, America. Welcome to the Can Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, Channel 145 Slam Radio. It's your, uh, your, your weekly Miami Hurricane fix. And I'm sure when I say that, it's kind of like not really relevant because everybody, every day, every hour is probably doing something. Somewhere on social media, online, doing something, trying to get their mind hurricane fixed. Bird, what it do? What it do? What's happening, man? How you feeling today? Ah, uh, man, listen, I'm blessed, man. You know, I'm ready to go. It's uh, it's that time of year. It's that type of time of night. It's that, it's that Christmas Eve for me. Let me explain yeah. that. Like yeah. it's Christmas Eve. I'm a kid. I'm a kid waiting up to see Santa Claus. Fall camp starts tomorrow morning oh. for the University of Miami football. Like we're literally 29 days. And, and counting from you know honestly right now I, you know it's thursday night you know we, we're pre-recorded here on the Ken gang radio show uh, for friday due to covid situations but on, on on my right shoulder i'm looking over we have the steelers and the cowboys playing nfl football right now like how crazy is this football is back unreal so good <laughs> bro i just you know, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what though man you know as long as we wait man that last month, like the last month that we just got into today, man, it, it it seems like it takes longer and longer and longer the closer that we get, man. I just wanted to get here already, man. I just want to be hopping on the plane, going to the ATL, meeting up with all the Kang gang out there. I mean, yeah. good lord, we're going we're meeting up with everybody up there, right? We got some badass seats for the game, man. And uh, yeah, like that Michael Scott meme, man, and uh, you know. There's no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Hey, listen, win or lose, it doesn't matter, man. It's about those memories. Yeah. I say it all the time. It's about the yeah, good time. Yeah. So here it is. I'm watching that. You know, I'm watching the Cowboys Steelers game. Already a turnover, a fumble, you know, fumble from the Steelers. Cowboys already, you know, where's the turnover chain? Where's solo when you, you need to start jumping on the turnover chain? So listen, man, obviously fall camp, it's a big thing. Obviously, we just got through like kind of a dead period recruiting. We did get a couple uh, you know, a couple shockers. As far as you know, got to pick up on some recruits and things like that. Obviously, I think the season is going to dictate how well our, our 22 class comes into effect. But at the same time, man, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's let's get into some of the things about fall camp. One of the things, obviously, I'm curious about is you know again, what is the the, the health status of our our QB one Derek King? And I think as we get further along, we're going to talk about that. We'll touch on that. So I wanted to talk to you, Bird, and, and I wrote down. My top 10 players to look forward, you know, to look look at and fall camp. So, and I know you wrote down 10 as well. So the same. why don't we do this? Why don't we start off with your let, let's go backwards. Can we go backwards? Would that be okay? Yeah. No, right. no, just, so, just to be clear, you and I have not compared lists yet. Correct. We have not compared lists. Right. We have not. So why don't we why don't we go ahead and, and talk about the number 10 person that you have on your list? Uh, I got number 30, Andres Borgales, because we know how how tough it can be without a kicker, man. So for me, 
I got Andy at number 10. And why do you have at number 10? Let me just ask you that. Because of all the players that UM has, you have you have a freshman kicker at number 10. Yeah, because he's got to show up and he's got to produce, man. I mean, remember the the Bubba Baxa thing, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're not you're not wrong there. By you could be Bubba so, Baxter, or you could be Todd Severs. You know. <laughs> well, technically, you would be more like yeah, yeah. I, I would go with that. I mean, I was a big yeah. Severs fan, but I'm more of a, like a like a Carlos Huerta. Oh, Huerta, yes. Got John Petty, John Petty. Yeah. You know, like man, you can even go with Michael Badgley. Like, come on, Manny man. Like, Badger. Let's let's Ding. go, man. Let, let's talk about it, right? So. <laughs> So my number 10 is Mike Harley because okay. I feel I feel like I, it, Harley had a great second half of the season, had a breakout season, had a really good, you know, chemistry with, with Derek King. Um, and, again, coming back for that extra year I think is only going to benefit him moving forward. I think Mike Harley filling in that slot. And, again, I think you can move him around from spot to spot as well. So – I, I look at my number 10 as being Mike Carley because I'm anxious to see if he can repeat his performance from last season. That's a good one. That's a good one. Actually, I didn't have Mike on my list, man. Wow. Okay. We, we did this pretty quick. Now, I, I, could, I totally see the argument for, for, for Mike on there too, man. So okay. I'm just wondering so, how far we're going to get with that. With being like, oh, my gosh, you, you're probably going to forget somebody, and I'm going to forget somebody. It's it probably going to happen. Because so, our, again, our lists are officially that. different now. They definitely are different. So go ahead and roll with me on, on your number nine as far as for camp. You know, Gil Frierson, man. Gil, Gil you got number three. You got number yeah. three rocking at number nine. What That's do you it. expect from Gil this year? Man, you know, I, Gil is just a uh, – in addition to being in the right place on the field, being a playmaker – you know he's a hype guy on the sideline, and uh, that's important, man. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be up there. He's gonna be smiling. He's gonna be you know throwing that uh, you know throwing that turnover chain on, man. You know, so for me, Gill's a leader, uh, and um, you know he's definitely a top ten important uh, player for me this year. Okay, so the funny thing is, I don't have Gill on my list. Oh, we we both left the number three off. Yeah, so. <laughs> So my number nine, it's kind of twofold. So my number nine is the combination of Cam Harris and Don Chaney. Okay. I want to kind of see how our running backs are going to step up to the plate. I think Cam Harris has an opportunity to really show up and show out this year. I think he's going to get pushed. Again, he's going to be that senior leader per se. You know, Don Chaney being a sophomore, Rooster being a sophomore. You got Beth Franklin. You got Cody Brown as freshmen. You know, and technically, I say Cheney and Rooster are, are sophomores. Technically, if they don't use that year of eligibility from last year, they're really still rocking as freshmen, right? So sure. technically, we on, on paper we have four freshmen and potentially still a junior in, in Cam Harris. So crazy. I want to see, yeah, definitely crazy. I want to see how how our running backs adjust. Um, obviously, being a second year under Rhett Lashley, how they're going to produce, and you know, we'll go from there. So um, number eight, who do you have going at number eight? Will the Thrill Mallory, man. Oh, my word. You're rocking with A5 at, at uh, number eight. Okay. And, and talk sure. to me about it. Well, you know, there's, uh, you know, this is Will's opportunity to step up, right? And, you know, he's he's the guy right now. I think we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen he's got all the tools, man, to be a, to be a uh, you know, a playmaker. The, the, the question is, you know, what kind of chemistry do uh, do, do him and King build out there, yeah. right? I mean, is King, is, you know, does King get into fall camp and, uh, you know, start slinging it? And when he gets into trouble, able to dump it off to uh, to Mallory and, and Mallory makes some plays, man. 
they uh, they built that chemistry. It'll you know hopefully they can build kind of the same chemistry that Harley and King built last year. You know, and I want to I want to piggyback off of that right there because I think Will Mallory even last year I think if you listen to some of the earlier shows that we had last year I was really really big on Will Mallory. I thought he literally could have took you know tight end one last year from Brevin. Obviously Brevin did his thing, but you can see the flashes from Will and what he's capable of doing. Now not sitting behind the shadow of a Brevin Jordan. I think Will Mallory is going to really assert himself moving forward into this offense. So on a, uh, an FPN, which is a fine print note, right? Um, I don't have Will on my top 10 list either. Oh, see, this is interesting, man. So my number eight, if you're ready for this, is I'm going to piggyback from your number 10. My number eight is Andy Borgalis. Okay. All right. So I have Andy as kind of one of those players that, again, as a freshman, he, he does come through with this little swagger. I think he has a lot of potential. Again, is it going to be mentally, you know, this isn't high school. This is college. Does one bad kick, you know, break your cycle? Does it, you know, affect your mantra? Like a la Bubba Baxter, right? Like, so I think he has an opportunity to come in for four, three to four years and solidify himself is probably one of 29. One of the, <laughs> what, I said 29 because, hold on, let me pull this up. So now I'm getting that committed. So 29. So, Andy has an opportunity to come in for three to four years and literally set all kinds of records as probably if things go well as the best place kicker to ever come to the University of Miami. And that's saying a lot, right? But you also have to live up to the expectation of your older brother whose name is hanging in the rafters in the IPF as an all American and as the, what the Lou Groza award winner for the best field goal. You know, I mean, listen, bro, like that's a lot to live up to, but I think he has that type of mantra and that type of moxie to move forward. with that. So, so speaking of Andy, right. I should have said this at the number 10, you seen this whole stash that he's rocking. Right. Them, so, it's so funny. You bring that up. So Maria and I were actually talking about that today. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that he actually has an IG account for his stash. It's a Twitter, and it, but it's Twitter. Yeah. So, okay. so I was I, I was exchanging some messages with him, and I was like, "Hey, man," I said, "Where did this Where did this stash account come from?" He's like, "Dude, I have no idea." And I said, "Listen, man, if you do one, you know, one thing for your entire career here, don't ever let that stash go the entire time, man." I'm like, "Make it like a Salvador Dali, like whatever." Can you imagine? <laughs> That should be your ID as a kicker, man. So when they see that stash, like we do you know, know do you know what it is? Do you know what his uh do you know what the actual handle is for that? I don't I, I, let me I'm, I'm gonna pull it real quick because yeah. we need to plug that because that account needs more followers. I don't know which Correct. one. Did That's that. what I want to do. Yeah, I okay. So it's at Andy's underscore mustache. Right, hold on. At There's only 26 followers on it. Andy Borgalis mustache. Mustache, M-O-U-S. I'm, I'm following him. So, yeah. th- bro, that that is great, though. Hey, it's, you know what else is great about this account? It only follows that? two people. Andy, of course. <laughs> and you see the other person it follows? Following the Lou Groza Award. Lou Groza Award. Award. <laughs> wow. I love How it. Great is that? I'm going to follow no, him, too. So, no, whoever did this, well done. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's talk about number seven. We're, we're, we're kind of chugging along here because, you know, again, it's – it's, it's going to be one of those those fall camps where – because if you go back to – and I don't want to break stride here, but I want to talk about this. If you go back to last season when we had spring ball, right, we really had no spring ball. We had f- like four practices, and then COVID shuts down the world, right? Crazy. So then you, then you go into the fall. So you didn't really, so now these guys have been working out. You had the whole season last year. You had the whole spring, had the summer. 
Now it's coming fall. Your QB one is healthy. It's time to rock and roll. So number number seven. Who you got at number seven? I got Cam Cam Harris, number seven, man. Okay. And talk so, about that. So I know you put Cam and Don together, but yeah. To me, right, like Cam has to step up and be the man, right? Like, you know, I love the younger guys that are back there, and I know those guys are gonna eat and they're gonna get their opportunity, but I think for us to see real true success and you know be able to dominate the game you know cam's got to be running back number one a right like you know he's up there man you know he's averaging 100 yards and two touches a game right like we're gonna need that but then we also need knighton to come in and hit a home run every once in a while right and then you're gonna need don to go in there and, and punch it in and be your bruiser or change the pace or you know give cam some uh you know some breathers right but for me Cam, it's super, super important to get uh, Cam into into the space and get him uh, get him jamming. And, and you know, like he definitely looks the man. Obviously, he looks the part. Like he literally doesn't look like like a young kid. Like whatever feel he's doing, but it, the the personal workout that he's doing on his own literally is is self explanatory. Because right now, Cam Harris looks like a freak back there. Ooh, he's a weird. bruiser, can run. Um, I'm expecting him to if he if he gets a lot of PT. I'm expecting to have a thousand yard season, so yep. we'll have to see how it goes from that. Um, yep. Give a shout out real quick to uh, here it is on, on live uh, on IG. We were just talking about uh, the kicker's mom, son, Andy Borealis. <laughs> Mama Vivi, so what's Mama, up? Mama Vivi's on, on on the live. So <laughs> if you guys uh, want to go on Twitter, you can follow us right now. We're live on the Kang Gang Radio Show. Um, you can guys check us live right there. But uh, having a good old time. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about, like, the top ten players here going into fall camp. Uh, so, Vivi, uh, Dirty Bird had Andy at number ten. I have him at number eight. Um, I have him kind of a little higher, but uh, that's why we have projections because we're all, like, independent. We can do that. So, um, <laughs> so number seven, you know, you had Cam Harris. So, my number seven is going to be Zion Nelson. And, okay. and I'll tell you why I have Zion. Um, obviously, when you look at what Zion accomplished from his freshman year to his sophomore year, you look like he was thrown into the fire there right off the rip, you know, against the Florida Gators, right? And he you, he literally got swallowed up because, again, undersized, 18-year-old kid, playing against 22-year-old grown men at that point, right? I think Zion can have a phenomenal breakout, like, all-American season. As long as his head doesn't get, in, 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 you know, kind of thrown the wrong way. Because, again, you're opening up against Alabama. Alabama has been known to destroy those left tackles. So how do you come into it? Do you hold your own? If you hold your own, I think those projections that they have him, and if, if he follows the whole season out, literally could be a top 10, you know, draft pick, you know, a la like an Eric Flowers, you know, type type situation. So yep. I think Zion Nelson, it's all going to be predicated on how, what he does in that first game. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty. What if he gets completely destroyed and manhandled um, against Alabama? Do you think that that stock drops a little bit? I kind of do, right? So this is where it's going to get a little tricky for Zion. Um, but again, I, the whole old line in, in general, I think is going to do really well, but I think for my number seven moving forward for this list, uh, is Zion Nelson. Give me a little take about Zion. Well, you're going to, you're going to get it. Cause he's, he's, he's high on my list, right? Very, very high. I mean, that left tackle position is, yeah. uh, so important to, uh, you know, just to the success of, of the team, you know, and, uh, being able to create holes give King time, right. Make sure, you know, make sure King doesn't, uh, doesn't take a, you know, a crazy lick like he right, uh, right. did the okay state in, in the Oklahoma state game. Uh, so yeah, Zion's on my list. I'm gonna wait to tell you where he's at, but, but okay. high up there. 
So we got about a minute. Let's go ahead and go through your number six uh, top ten here going into fall camp. Who's your number six? Charleston Rambo, baby. Charleston Rambo at number six. Yo, what's good? What's up, Colorado King? Um, talk, talking about Rambo and why you have him at number six. Well, look, I mean, I think he's I think he's going to be the alpha receiver. And I love Mike Harley, right? But Mike's going to play in the slot. Mike's going to play, you know, make plays this year. But I think the volume guy for us is going to be Rambo, man. I, you know, I watched that Oklahoma-Florida game, uh, and I was just enamored with the way this kid was playing. I mean, he was, he was cooking them boys, man. You know, anytime you watch them Gators get cooked, man, it's a good thing. And listen, so I do have Rambo on my list. I'm not going to tell you where I have Rambo on my okay. list, but I do have Rambo okay. on my list. Um, you know, again, Miami has been very, very beneficial moving forward the last couple of seasons with the portal, right? Obviously, if you look at the wide receiver portals that we have, look at KJ Osborne, literally worked out for the University of Miami. He's doing big things up there in Minnesota right now. I see him putting in the extra work on the jug machines. Hopefully our younger kids that are at Miami are doing the same thing. They're putting their work in the jug machines. So we'll see. So for everybody over there, you know, follow me on the IG right now on live. If you go to Facebook or Twitter, just look for Kang Gang Radio Show and you can follow us there. So we're getting ready to go to break here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll catch you guys in a minute. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuy. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. 
And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. For the second segment of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM. It's the Bird and Co. As always, you know, we got a guest lined up. Whether or not he pops in or not, we'll find out later on in the show. Appreciate everybody uh, following us on IG, following us on Twitter, following us on Facebook. You know, if you guys, you know, I think we're working to get to YouTube too. Are we trying to get the YouTube Bird or what are we doing there? We're on YouTube right now. We haven't we're really pushed it all. Okay. Yeah, we've only really pushed through Twitter. We haven't pushed our Facebook. We haven't really pushed our YouTube yet. But, uh, you know, come as the season's getting on here, man, we got a lot of good stuff lined up. You know, our boy Dolphin Derek, uh, you know, just asked uh, where the Kane Gang shirt's at, man. And, uh, you know, I got some. I got some I'm, I'm going to have some for, for, for Atlanta. I'm going to bring some up, you know what I mean? So we'll, we'll have some um, up there. Appreciate it. You know, it's a nice hat. Appreciate that. You know, we rocking that orange and green. You know, that's how we do here on the Kane Gang. Bird don't wear a hat because he just has a bald head like, like Dolphin Derek. <laughs> So it's just one of those things. <laughs> uh, yo, so it's good, man. So at the end of the day, man, we're just rocking that shit. We're getting ready to roll to our another top. We're at number six, right? We're at number six on the no, list? No, we're down to five. We're down to five. I didn't give you my number six. You did your number six. All right, so give us your number six. Who was your number six again? Oh, Rambo was your number six. Rambo. So, so my number six for top ten, you know, going in is uh, Nesta. I am Ooh, expecting okay. big things for Nesta. Obviously – it's he has the motor, he has the talent, but can he put it all together, like completely, like all together to make it happen? Because you need to be able to control the middle of the field. And if you have the middle of the field contained, and I say this all the time, that does help your linebackers. Now, funny thing about my list, just so you know, I will not have a linebacker in my top 10. Just throwing that out there, Bert. So Okay, well, good. So, so my number six is my number six is uh, is Nesta, and again, I'm hoping that he really steps up to the plate this year and moves forward. So, uh, now we're in the top five. Top five, Bird. Talk to me about your top five. I got Corey Flag at number five, baby. Whoa, you're really throwing out one one right off the rip. He's okay, He's so talk to me, talk to me about Corey Flag. Well, you know, look, linebacker play. It was no secret that uh, that we struggled there to say the to Line, say the listen. Line, linebacker has been an issue for the last couple of seasons. Um, again, <laughs> well, again, you once you yeah. take away Shaq from the middle of that, I think that really leaves a, a big hole. Um, but really, and, but the talent's there. The guys are there. Like the Sam Brookses, like Tyre Dawson Caves. Um, let's see what happens. And I really, I'm a really big Corey Flag, you know, believer and follower. I think he's just like that old school type guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think he just brings that funk. So to talk to me a little bit why he's number five on your list. Well, because I mean, look, he's got to he's got to show up. I mean, that's his job this year to be to to be that Mike, and uh, you know he's got to get in there and he's got to rip and he's got to he's got to you know make uh, make plays back there. And if he doesn't, right, it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be hurting, man. So, well, linebacker's going to be key this year. And again, well, that's why I feel like again people like Nesto, who I have at number six, they need to be able to control the middle. So. Um, again, for all those of you following me on IG right now, live, uh, again, if you want to go to Twitter, just look for Kang Gang Radio Show, and you can follow us live over there. If you have questions, go ahead and pop them in, man. We'll go and answer them. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of comments already in here. So we'd love to love to hear from everybody out there. And uh, give us your take, man. Throw us your top ten. Let us know what you guys think. So my number five moving into the season is, uh, is Bubba Bolden. Um, okay. You know, you might have him a little higher on your list. I'm not sure. But to me, Bubba Bolden needs to anchor that secondary. I think he needs to nurture the James Williams. Um, I think he needs to nurture some of the younger guys that are, uh, that are coming into Camp Kitchens. I, I just feel like Bubba, 
needs to be that solid leader. And again, he showed flashes last season of like an all-American type player. But then there was other games where I feel like he just kind of went out at left field and didn't really, you know, play to his full potential. You know, again, we, we talk about that one NC State game where I feel like he got pancaked. And literally, just like you didn't see him a little bit after that, right? No, 100%, right? I feel that's how it was. You look at that Clemson game and just that fire and that drive and that adrenaline. Like, bro, like he was everywhere. If Too bad AB's not here because I would tell AB to make a sticker with, with a nosebleed or something. I think he's like already that, right? working on it, actually. Okay, well, great. Even better. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like Bubba can really solidify that defense. And to me, it's not about – I don't want to hear anybody talking about it. I want them to be about it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I've talked about that before, have, being like that cane way. Like, you got to – it's either you have it or you don't have it. Don't yeah. sit there and talk that talk if you can't walk the walk. You know what I mean? Like, put in the work, put in the effort, get off social media. And, and again, that would be a thing for Manny Diaz and the coach to say, look, season starts, you're off social media. You know, again, I don't want to see gas station. I don't want to see gas station selfies. You know, every other day. Like, I would rather show me a selfie of you watching game film. Like to me, that's more important, right? So at least it shows me that you're trying to do something. You're trying to grasp the concept. So my number five is Bubba, and I think he's gonna. He's probably gonna move up my list as the season goes on. Safe to say, Mark Pope didn't make your list. Mark Pope did not make my list of the top ten. I mean, I, I was trying, but it uh, didn't work. So you want to win, put noodles in, bro. You already know. You want to you want to win. You got to put noodles in. You coach, movie want to spin. You got to put movie in. So, listen, Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite movies. You know, put movie, yeah. movie mines, movie mines. Yeah. All right, so it's talk cool. to me. We're, we're going through this top 10 list. What's your number four? Tyreek Stevenson, man. Ooh, you got yeah. number two. Okay. Yeah. Talk, talk about Tyreek Stevenson. Why Not, you have Tyreek you know, at number two? I mean, at number four. Here's here's the thing with, with that Manny defense, when that Manny defense – we got to make sure that we have cornerbacks that can stick with these with these wide receivers, right? And I believe Stevenson can be a shutdown, you know, top tier ACC cornerback uh, out there shutting guys down, man. So, uh, you know, to me, he's got to show up. He's got to shut down, and uh, you know, that's that's going to be essential to us winning. I got you, man. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, I'm trying to make a banner as we as we talk. So, <laughs> Tyreek. Um, Hold on. All right, Ronald Kane said, "Well, you're making that banner." Said, "Come on, Co. Where's Pope?" <laughs> I got. I, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> so let me see. Did this work? Did I? Did I make it? Hold on. Did I make it right? Let me see. Boom. Top ten players going to fall camp, bro. I just created a banner. So, so we got we got to stop on the list real quick. So usually, you know, I'm I'm running the background on everything, right? So <laughs> we finally figured out how to get co-logged in too. So he has the, so he sees the same screen that I see on the StreamYard program that we so now like I haven't had to touch a thing this whole time, man. He's been grabbing comments, throwing them up, you know, like sitting there playing with banners and everything. So I, I'm I'm proud of you, bro. Bro, listen, I mean I probably could have put the one zero instead of the top ten players, but you know, again, we're talking about this. So my number four, and, and I think this, this individual can literally have a breakout All-American type season, JHH. Wow. I'm going for number four, Jared <laughs> Harrison Hunt. And, and i tell you why. I think Jared Harrison Hunt, literally, he has all the goods. He has all nice. the tools. And you saw it last year, just flashes of it, blah, blah, blah. I think this kid can come in and literally be so disruptive that he literally takes PT away from almost everybody in front of him, if not get that starting spot. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with with having both the DTs. You know, unfortunately, I didn't have one of the, I didn't have a single defensive lineman in my list. So, okay, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I need to go back on my list a little bit here. The more I think about it and think about how how important it is to get pressure on the on the quarterback, right? Yeah, no doubt. But look, I, I you know I think JHH is the most under talked about and under hyped player that we have on this team right now, right? Right. Um, right. I'm with you. I think the guy's going to show up. He's going to show out. And, uh, you know, him and Nesta, uh, you know, that's going to be scary if those guys put it together, man, especially if, uh, you know, the, the guys on the ends can, uh, you know, can can break free and, and loosen, uh, and you know, loosen the, the clog up in the middle. Let those guys get pressure in too, man. Well, that's a big thing, right? Because now you have, like, you have solid people. And, again, not just with Nesta, not with JHH, but, again, Jonathan Ford coming back. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Jordan Miller, he just looks like he lost a ton of weight, put on a bunch of muscle. You know, again, these are guys that I think really need to be contributors yeah. moving forward. Again, for those on IG, you can uh, kind of tune into Twitter. Uh, follow us on the Kang Gang Radio Show. We're live right now. Drop your top 10 into there, and uh, we're, we're talking about the top 10 players going into camp. So moving on with number three, um, who do you got at number three? Bubba. Okay, so you got Bubba at number three. Yeah. I had him at number five. Why do you have him so high? Yeah, you know, defensive leader, right? And, uh, you know, we talk about important, right? So it's important for him to be that player he was in the first half of the season, not the player that he was in the second half, which, like you said, I mean, we were watching that NC State game together, man. And what happened, man? He he got pancaked by that lineman. I mean, it was it was bad, <laughs> that hit that, it, that he took. And it seemed like he was shook from that point on for the rest of the year. So Bubba's got to get back to – uh, you know, the defensive leader that we uh, that we know and, and love. Right. And again, I'm not knocking him being a number three on your list because, again, I think he's that type of player that needs to be ranked up that high. And if you're going to be ranked up that high, you need to be able to, like, play the part, right? You have another year on your belt. Obviously, you know, two years ago when he broke his – you saw the flashes two years ago when he broke his ankle against Florida State. You know, then you saw what he did last year. But again, it's just the inconsistency for me for Bubba Bolden that's kind of got me, you know, why I have him at number five, not as high as you have at number three. Yeah. Um, my number three, I got some of you already listed, uh, Tyreek Stevenson. I think right. he comes in right from rip. Again, he's starter on one side. And I think this is where the battle is going to come down to fall camp because I think you literally lock Tyreek Stevenson on the island. You, he covers whoever the best wide receiver is on, on the other side of the ball. Now, what happens on the other side? Is it – DJ Ivy, is it the Corey Couch? Is it Al Blades? Like, obviously, you have a lot of you know upperclassmen, uh, but man, don't sleep on some of the young guys as well. So, I, I'm just interested to see what happens on the other side of the ball because Blades has always been on the right side, Ivy's been on the left side. I don't know where Tyreek's gonna like they're gonna solidify him on one side. Um, so it should be interesting, but I think Tyreek again, knowing what I know, him coming, you know, wanting to come to Miami, ended up going to Georgia. But then coming back to Miami, I think he's got something to prove. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. You just just yeah. something popped in my head. Blades or Ivy, who wins the other job? Um, give me a minute. What channel is it on? Uh, if you go to Twitter, just look for Kang Yang Radio Show, and uh, you should be able to find it right there on Twitter. Um, so if I have Tyreek on one side, your question, Bird, is do I put Blades or, or Ivy on the other side? Yep. Who do I want? Or, or who or do I couch. think? Or Couch, like who do you? I, I, do you think I don't think job? I don't think Couch is is an outside guy. I just think he's right. too small. He's more of the inside nickel, maybe a dime. He's your Trajan um, baby. Correct. He's definitely a Trajan baby. Yeah, but I think 100%. so. Um, I think if I'm going to pick between the two, 
Blaze doesn't get beat as mo- as much as Ivy does. And I don't know if that's a mental thing. Um, it just seems like Ivy takes plays off where Blades doesn't. Physically, if you look at how DJ Ivy looks, I'm going to take Ivy. I mean, he definitely he looks that part. He's got the build. He's got the mold. He's got the height. He's got the long arms. But I just don't know if he has it all up, upstairs. You know what I mean? So if I was to pick right now going into it, I'm literally going to go with Blades on the other side. Yeah, I, I go Blades myself on that. Just uh... – I don't know, man. Maybe there's just something about seeing that Blade 7 out there on the D. Man. Listen, I mean, you can't <laughs> knock that Blade 7. That Blade 7. But, you know, again, like every Blades is different, right? You go back to Benny. Benny was – man, Benny was phenomenal, but he played safety, right? Yeah. Al, you know, he played safety. So, but, it, you know, Junior Blades isn't as big as Senior Blades or his uncle Benny, right? And obviously Brian, you know, he played receiver. I think, but Al is a, he's a smart technical guy who knows, and he does take chances, which I like, right? Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but moving forward into that, I, again, I would definitely go with, with Blades, okay. only because I think his mental fortitude um, is stronger than DJ Ivy's. And again, no disrespect to DJ Ivy. I just think that, now, here's the funny part, right? And we can talk about this in upcoming weeks or whatever. You look at the corners that Miami has coming in who are committed to Miami coming into next season, it completely changes the perspective. Like, does 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 Ivy and Blades either hit the portal or decide to leave early? Whatever the case may be, because remember, those years, those junior years, they don't count. So technically, they're still juniors if they decide to come. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how that waves out. Um, yeah. All right, so we got about four minutes. I think we can get through this. Number two. Who do you got at number two? Zion. Left oh, you, you had Zion at number two. I do, dude. Wow. Left tackle. I mean, look, we're the two most important positions on the on the team, man. <laughs> Quarterback and 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 the person that you know, the left tackle, right? Punter. You gotta have your punter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we know from the days of uh, of Feagles and uh, and Baxa that the the kicker and a punter are are are. Uh, <laughs> Those are definitely changing position, guys, and that's why. Like, I don't even have Lou on here because I feel like Lou. He's already solidified himself up here, right? Like, but Lou literally is a is a field changer each way. Again, yeah. he he gives your defense uh, another down per se, right? So, so talking about Zion being a number two. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you got to like like we were talking about earlier when you know when you put him up there, man. Like he's got to he's got to keep King clean, man. He's got to give him time to play. He's got to you know he's got to be in the right place. Um, you know, and uh, make sure that he, that we keep the, uh, <laughs> the opposing team's best defensive end out of the backfield. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, obviously, you know, Zion is, is everything's going to fall on his shoulders, but the whole line, you know, again, if you're going to run Zion, if you're going to run Donaldson, Gaynor, Scave, Williams, or Jakai, and Skate, like, I don't know how you're really going to transition. The good thing is, Miami finally has a lot of depth. You know, you even look at like the Baby Seymour's, the Ryan Rodriguez, you know, the, the Michael Laughlin's, the Isaiah, um, Isaiah Walker's. Jalen Rivers. I think Jalen Rivers might find a spot on the starting line uh, moving forward. So I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of talent there. And again, I think Coach Justice is doing a phenomenal job. You know, uh, we also got that grad transfer from UNLV. Um, yeah. Justice so, Oluwisin. Bro, I'm not even trying to mention his name. Don't even try. I'm not. So <laughs> I think when you look at I me, mean, you're ten, you're ten, eleven deep now on the old line. Like that's definitely beneficial moving forward because you haven't had the depth at the old line. And solid depth that, let me preface that, in a long, long time. 
So my number two, and we're about, I'll finish it off this segment with this number two. My number two is Rambo. And, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like no disrespect to eight, no disrespect to six. Um, I just think that we, we really need a, a solid number one receiver. And I think Rambo brings that. Obviously, he played in the Big 12. It's a fun and gun. Um, you know, if you just watch his, if, if anybody's out there and want to watch how we how we played, just watch the, the bowl game against Florida last year and see what, how we torched them. So yeah. I think Rambo coming in literally is going to solidify the, the WR1. You know, Harley's there. Um, again, but the Keyshawn Smith, the Dante Jones, um, I'm not going to leave out, you know, Restrepo. There's so many guys that I think get a lot of playing time. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with the upperclassmen. But to me, man, you have a lot of young guys, the Michael Reddings. I don't know about like the Dazzle Worshams and you know and people like that. I don't know if they're going to get any PT. Like whatever happened to Jeremiah Payton? Like you know, I was just just those are guys that I was waiting to see breakout performances for from, but we just don't see that. So anyway, follow us here on the Can Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel One Four Five Slam Radio. We're live right now on Twitter. If you go to Twitter, you see us on the Can Gang Radio Show. Jump in, join us, throw some comments out there. We'll be back after this uh, quick break. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, 
friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We're going strong here, going into the third segment of the first hour here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. But, bro, listen, we've been on the air for about a year now, right? For about a year here on national radio, Sirius XM. What better platform do we have to talk, number one, University of Miami. Number two, talk about the sport and the school that we love, right? Like, how great is that? Like, does it get any better than that? No, it doesn't, man. I love it. And look, we don't do, we're not we're not trying to make money. We're not trying to you know we're not trying to be insiders. We're not trying for fame. We just do this because we love to get up here and, and and talk about the university. That's it. No, one hundred percent. Listen, I love talking about the University of Miami. Like you know, I've been doing this a long time. I'm the OG Godfather. You know, don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> you know, like it's funny. <laughs> right. Who's oh my boy Jay Lim over there? Let me get a little Jay 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 Lim a little little wave over there. See if I can wave to him. Yo Jay, I'm trying to wave to you. I'm not sure if you're getting it or not, but I'm waving to you. So. Um, oh, you're talking insiders. Is that like playoffs? Playoffs. So we're talking about insiders. Man, let me tell you, for all those out there that, that are insiders or want to be insiders, it's listen, if you got if you get the goods, keep the goods to yourself, man. That's how you get the goods. Like just sometimes it's better. Like again, obviously I've been around the program a long time. I know a lot of people, met a lot of people. I hear a lot of things. I just don't go out there and air that crap out online, man, because you know what? I do know a lot of things. I might tell somebody here and there if it's if I think it's pertinent information. But at the end of the day, yo, Cliff, what up, doggy? But at the end of the day, man, like it's those are the type of things that you keep to yourself. You know, you want to be an insider, man. Just learn how to just, you know, it's you ever let me ask you, Bird. You ever have a friend that told you a secret and say, hey, keep the secret? Do you keep that secret? Absolutely. Bro, I'm, I'm that guy. Like I like I had friends who were cheating on their old ladies and doing all kinds of stuff. I don't tell anybody. Because you know what? It's not my business. 
It's not. Same thing with Miami, right? I hear some stuff. I'm not telling people because you know what? Now I'm not getting all that stuff. Derek, if you do not get off my timeline. <laughs> not out of the clip, too. Grayson's, uh, Grayson's, uh, he's actually out with Maria right now picking up, uh, picking up short dog from, from work. So short dog had to work. Like I was supposed to pick him up today. I'm like, dog, I got, I got a show to record. I can't be, uh, I can't be doing that. So, but yeah, man. So, you know, again, we're, we're talking about the top 10 list. Obviously I think you and I probably have the same person as number one. I'm going to let you go first and I'm going to let you talk, talk to me. We better. Right. So, Tell me why and who do you have as number one as a top ten in University of Miami moving forward well, in fall camp? The one and only Brown Warren, number one quarterback, Heisman candidate, Derek King. Running back. Talk, running back. Yeah. Just run, I mean, running back. Yeah. Yeah, running back, man. I mean, that, that's that, that's it, man. You know? You know, it, 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 it's funny because, again, you guys are obviously – He's that individual that we've been missing, that dynamic player that we've been missing at the QB spot. Can you tell me the last dynamic QB that we've had, Take besides King, and, and I know you might be breaking up a little bit, Bird. I, I think it's that Port St. Lucie Cricket Wireless that you're on. Uh, you know, if you need my hot – listen, if you need my hot spot, let me know. I'll send you my hot oh, spot. Man. <laughs> That's fine. So um, – My connection's yeah, fine. Maybe it's your connection. Nah, bro. Like, you keep breaking up. <laughs> Anybody watching – like, like, like Derek, I know you're on there. Cliff, you're on there. Some of you guys, like if Bird's connection is breaking up, tell him. You see, poor St. Lucie cricket. I'm telling you, dog, it, it's your connection. Hey, he gonna say, hey, Cliff want to shoot, Cliff want to shoot his shot here, man. Cliff, what happened last time you and I played in fantasy baseball, man? Baseball? Who cares about baseball? Hey, fantasy baseball league, man. <laughs> oh, I got the dial up. Oh, my word. Dolphin Derek's email address is still at AOL.com. Don't let him fool you, dog. <laughs> Dolphin Derek, what's your, what's your MySpace account? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, so so again, so my number one is Derek King. I, I think we haven't had a dynamic playmaker behind center in a long, long time. I mean, Stephen Morris was decent. You can't even throw like a, a, a Malik Rozier. Don't even throw Brad Kaya out there. Uh, Stephen Morris, Jacory, like you know who I really thought could have potentially been a really, really good player was Robert Marv. I thought Robert Marv had all the intangibles. I feel like he got shafted. And, and again, I'll throw his name out there too. Maybe someone like a Tate Martell, right? I feel like they they got shafted because they weren't really given the opportunity to be a true QB one. When you look at Robert Marv, he had came in, you know, pre Jacory Harris. I thought Randy Shannon had given the whole Northwestern class the keys to the to the kingdom per se. And said, look, this is your puppy. Because if you remember, like if Marv threw an interception, um, if Marv threw an interception, they literally pulled him. Jacory can throw three or four of them, but yet he stays in the game, right? So I think Robert Marv was given like the, the, the short end of the straw per se. But like yeah. again, playmaker-wise, Derek King fits the mold. If his knee is 90% healthy, I think that at least gives an opportunity to compete in, in every single game. Now, does he at 90% against Alabama, does that kind of Help us compete. We'll see. Alabama's still going to be Alabama. It's what do they do? This is where I feel like time of possession with Derrick King, whether it's throwing, maybe seeing a gap, you know, running for a six yards, whatever the case may be, maybe picking up a first down. I think that's what's going to keep the momentum for Miami as well as keep Alabama off the field. So we'll see what happens. 100%. We, we got to control the clock. You know, Colorado King, my boy Jason said we got to control the clock. That literally is like another turnover in our favor if we can control the clock. So 
So that, that's that, that's that's my number one. That's my top ten list, man. I mean, Harley, Cameron Chaney, Borgalis. This is going backwards. Zion, uh, Nesta, Bubba, JHH, Stevenson, Rambo, and King. So I think that's kind of you know where we are. Nice. And and, and again, it's it's something that it's something that finally is is fitting for the University of Miami because we have been so bad the last couple seasons. And again. Last season, eight and three, I don't call that a, a disappointment, right? The two games, we, the three games we lost, you know, two of them were literally blowouts. The third game against, you know, uh, Oak State, we probably should have won that game. Uh, yeah. Again, a couple, couple drop balls. I mean, we spotted them. I don't know, what is it, 21 points, you know, give or take. Um, but, man, gosh, you know, a couple drop balls. That Tyler Wallace, man. <laughs> Listen. Look at us, man. But you can't even go by that because finally, hopefully, they would have saw some type of adjustments, right? You can't play a soft zone when a guy's doing a four-yard slant every play. Like, literally, that's all he was doing was taking a slant, catching it on a slant, getting eight, nine yards every every play. You would have, at some point would have to press and please, at least play man-to-man or something to take that, that away. Defense. That was our defense Bro, last year. That, that's your boy, Blake Baker. So, now, you bring up a good point. That was our defense. What happens coming forward with Manny Diaz calling the defense? And you look back at some of Manny Diaz's defenses going back to 16, 17. Um, they were some really, really good defenses. And I, I, someone told, told, put a point on last week, and I said, uh, if you had Manny's defense without Golden's offense, could you imagine? Because Golden really had some good offenses, you know. But again, yeah. we had great, we had great, we had great coordinators. Uh, Jed Fish was over there. I thought he was phenomenal. New Arizona um, coach, yeah. Yeah, man. I think you know we told the clock over there. Listen, all I know is come 30 days, man, we're going to rock the ATL. Everybody needs to come in there in orange and green. Um, again, I know there's going to be a lot of things going on. I am working on some Ken Gang uh, shirts for there. Um, if you guys are tuning in, shoot, shoot me a text, shoot me a DM, do something. Give me your size. This way I can make sure I have some extras. I'm trying to figure out if I want to make orange, green, white, black. I'm not sure really what colors I want to make yet. Um, it would be nice just to, you know, maybe we can get a little thing going there. It's definitely gonna make some Kang Gang shirts when we go rock up there. You know, we got that section 113. I got a bunch of big dudes. I gotta make some three X's, some four X's. Uh-huh. I know you got, you got you got me, you got Q, uh, Shane. I got three X's, I got four X's, man. <laughs> so but you know, it, it's crazy because we're so excited about this game. And, and and again, one of the biggest things moving into it is who is gonna who is gonna battle for that QB2 spot, right? Like you know me, I've been uh, correct. I've been a huge TVD supporter from Davidson's last year. Again, a kid who you know came in here, didn't waver on his commitment, got into the playbook, learned it, studied it, bro. Like to me, camp. This is what like again, you know, champions are made on Green Tree, right? But at the end of the day, man, that competition on Green Tree. It's and again for QBs, it's all up here, right? It's known the playbook. It's yeah. known what goes on up here. So here's, here's what we got to get to, man. We got to get to the point where we are building the program where guys get to come in and they get to learn in the right manner. Right. Bro, real quick, before you start. Dolphin Derek TV, won an extra smile. Nah, TVD actually jumped on my line. Shout out to TVD. What's oh, up, we dog? Were talking about <laughs> we were just talking about it. I didn't even see him What's on that. man? So, no, anyway. but, so, so yeah. So shout out to TVD. But yeah, you know, like, look, this entire program needs to get back to where these guys are getting the opportunity to learn. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and to go in. So when they go in, man, you know, they're ready. Right. Because it's not easy, especially, you know, I mean, the, the situation, whenever you go in, it's going to be an unexpected time to go in. Yeah. Right. Like you know? any injury, any injury can happen. Right. Yeah, you never, one of my biggest 
preferences when I when I look at some of these games. I see starting QBs and starting receivers and running backs. It might be seventy to three, and you're still running your full squad, you know, starters out there. Those are the times when you put in. Like if you're up forty points, bro, get the starters out, get the guys some PT. Because again, going into next week, you never know what can happen. It could be a toe. It could be an injury. Uh, Cole, you know I'm not going to ATL. Definitely want to. Oh, I, man, Cliff, you better just find your way, dog. If not, I have to bring it up to the. I'll bring it up to uh, hey, Pittsburgh. I think Cliff I'm going to Pittsburgh. Cliff probably going to the Minnesota game, man. He is. He definitely is. He's going to Minnesota. <laughs> I ain't even mad at him though. So no, that definitely matter. I, I wonder if he's going to wear. Uh, he, you know, have your little row, 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 row your boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> the so. <row> <laughs> So, but but again, I really think that these people, these kids, need to get more more PT during the games. Again, yeah. you come back against App State. If you get up pretty big, that's when you throw in some of your, your you know your backup guys. Um, Michigan State, who knows? Same thing. Central Connecticut is, I think, where you don't even play your starters. You know, maybe you do, but that's the type of game. And no disrespect to you know Central Connecticut State, but those are the opportunities where you throw in, you run your TVDs, you run your Dad Franklins. You know, again, it's not about padding stats. It's about getting yeah. reps and about getting experience in case something happens. Yeah. But, you know, the whole the whole depth chart, though, man, we really should be into the point where it's where it's based on, you know, seniority. Like to me, like, look, TBD is is the next guy up. Right. Yeah. And behind him should be Jake. You know what? And Jake should be learning everything from TBD and TBD should be learning from, you know, from Kosi last year. And then from, you know, from King as well, like all the way up the line, man, we need a good chain with it. You know, we can't sit there and think just because you, you watch Jake Garcia's, high, you know, high school highlights and, you know, you, you, you like his, his personality or, you know, you can make the same argument for TVD that, right. you know, one should go over the other, man. Like what's best for the program is to give these guys time to learn and right. set them up for success, man. Right. So, you know? again, everybody on my live, if you want to just go to uh, Twitter, just go to Kang Gang Radio Show. You'll see us live over there. Chime in, punch in. Like, I know we're all excited, man, because it's it's literally fall camp. It's Like I said earlier, beginning of the show, it's like Christmas Eve for me. Uh, I'm super stoked, super excited. Uh, I can't wait to, to get going on this, man. You know, but again, like, when you talk about someone like TVD, like, he, I, I compare him to guys, like old school guys. He has the same type of, like the Steve Walsh's and the Vinny Tessaverdi's. He's got that big frame with that big arm, right? So I, I think, like, we really haven't had like that big six five, six six quarterback per se, six four. You know, again, I just think that he brings the part. He can see over the O line. Again, I think his coming from like a like a northeastern school. I think not saying that they're smarter, but I feel like they have a little bit more intelligence because they they understand the game of football maybe a little bit more, right? Absolutely. So it's just one of those things, uh, dude. I'm super stoked, man. I can't I can't wait. Um, obviously, Atlanta's going to be dope. There's a lot of things going on. I'll give a shout out to uh, Mr. Alkanes and and uh, and Harry at Alkanes. They're getting ready to do a party. There's uh, some yeah. other stuff going on at the battery. Um, you know, again, my plan my plan for that night, and we have a couple more minutes for before we go to break. But my plan is, you know, I'm flying in Friday morning, catch the Marta. You know, hopefully, I can do like an, uh, an early bag check at the hotel. Uh, you know, again, do I catch the Hall of Fame in the morning? There's so many things that you can do. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's great. Hopefully, I can link up with with uh, you know other canes that are going to be there. Uh, okay, so you know, again, we just link up. You know, just walk Atlanta, wear that orange and green. You know, bird. I know you're not getting into like ten o'clock that night. I just I understand it, but I'm not going to uh, not going to knock it. It is what it I'm is. On Southwest. If I if I if I can get the wife in a little earlier, man, we'll uh, we'll get out there as soon as we can, man. So, so I, I don't want to send this. I don't want to send this send this to you in a wrong way, but bro. <laughs> 
who wears the pants in your family? <laughs> oh, come on, hey. yeah, we both do, man. Well, and that's good. I, like, we, you got, know what? we got a we got a great thing, man. I, I love that's my good. wife. She's the best. She's a huge Kings fan, you know. But I mean, look, she's got a, She's got her own career, and you know, yeah, she right. you know she says I got to work Friday. You know, uh, I mean, she runs a bank, so you know. Listen, I'm not knocking. We finally, finally get finally get to meet her. You know, yeah, obviously no. you bring you bring Kelly, bring Aaron. Like, look, man, happy wife, happy life. Listen, man, if I can only keep my wife happy, man, I, I tried to keep my wife happy. But for all of you guys out there who are married, like you guys know that is an impossible task to keep your wife happy all the time. I'm just, I'm especially just happy somebody who could put up with me and all my BS, man. Bro, you have no idea what Maria has to put up with me. Like you have no idea. So, but, and again, she's Latin, right? So like, bro, it's put that onto a different spectrum, right? So, yeah. you know, but. The Latina the day, firecrackers, bro. But she lets me like, she lets me do what I want to do, man. You know what I mean? So she doesn't, oh, my wife just gave me the look. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, we're, we're doing big things here at the Kang Gang. I mean, listen, we're, we've, we've been going on a year, man. It's, it's almost like it's our anniversary. So we've been doing really well and uh, looking forward to a couple things. I hear people coming in the in the house. Yeah, there's Grayson. <laughs> yeah, so those of you who don't know, man, go son Grayson, man. Most adorable little guy ever, man. That boy has more energy than any kid I've ever seen in my entire life, man. I mean, he is just wind him up and let him go, man. <laughs> you know hey, what's crazy? His, what's his favorite song, though? Oh, Kang Gang. All day. You already know. He finds on his iPad. You know, it's funny because, you know, again, obviously – like I try to get my kids nicknames at a young age. Right. So, you know, when I look at like, so Zach, right. He just turned 18, but like that's short dog, you know, and I have no idea how I came up with short dog, whatever. But since he's been like two years old, he's always been called short dog. I was in the, I was in the Sawgrass Mills mall last week and I text Carl. I said, Hey, short dog working. And, you know, <laughs> he's like, no, he's, he's, he's over at the other mall. And I'm like, Oh man. Cause I, listen, I was so ready to just walk into, walk into the store and just be at a distance and be but, like, uh, Short dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, what is that? And I'm just like, what's up? <laughs> well, you know, again, I'm sure everybody has nicknames for the kids and things like that. Like Grayson, you know, again, like that's that's, that's G baby. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. and it's so funny because when you talk to him, I'm like, you know, he's three. You know, he he, he knows how to talk, and you know, he's getting yep. better at it. But he's like, I'm like, what's your name? He's like Grayson, and I'm like, what's your nickname? G baby, and they start laughing. So, speaking of laughing, speaking of all that, we do have to go to a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back on the Ken Gang Radio Show. Just finished up a quick hour, getting ready to hit hour number two. Uh, stay with us, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker. Every what's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so 
Tua nigga Manuela Pula. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pula. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pula. Tonga Vailoa. Tua nigga Manuela Pula. Tonga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, man, hour number two coming for you. It's do what you do. It's all about you. I just dropped my verses. I just sounded like Jedekiss. So, like, recognize. You better recognize. Let me give a shout out to everybody over there on the IG Live. One time for UN football. Dog, let me tell you, my, my boy here at UN football, killing it with, with the countdowns, killing it with all the uh, the videos. Like, mad respect for you, man. Um, bro, like, listen, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You got a great following out there. Uh, appreciate the love, man. Obviously, you know, it, it, we all represent and support everybody, one another. But man, you're killing it with the countdowns. I like today's. Yes, the North Moss. You know, on, on the little on the little countdown thing. So good, good looking out of that. I got you, bro. My baby's on live. Hey, baby. I gotta listen. I gotta be nice now because my baby's on live. So I gotta <laughs> tone it down. So you know, you, yeah. you mentioned the, the Kane football account, man. And let me let me tell you, like another unsung team is that is the media team as well that produces the videos and you know Dominique with the graphics and all that stuff, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I see a lot of this stuff come from other schools, especially a certain school up north, right? And their stuff just looks so corny when it comes out, man. It just has such a such a weak feel. But well, you, you, know, you know, it's funny. You, you, I agree with you on that. You know, but if you look at some of the accounts on IG, right? And I'm talking about the one that uh, that that's on my live right now. You know, underscore you know you Miami football. Like, bro, if you follow him, like literally, like every day, you know, like whatever it is, it could be number forty eight. He will find something with some type of play that went 48 yards. It could be, you know, a pick six. It could be, you know, a run. So he literally, man, you know, he does his research. He does his digging. And he literally, if y'all ain't following my man, y'all need to go follow my man because he's killing it, man. You know, he's just a good dude and uh, got a good good content there on IG. So, you know. Nice. You know, so I'm, I'm completely off the IG. I didn't even realize you were talking about somebody from IG. I thought you were talking about the team account. Man, listen, there ain't no way I'm going to give a shout-out. Well, I will shout-out, you know, people from the University of Miami video department. Like, my boy Jimmy Nelson just kills it. You know, yeah. he does a great job out there. Um, again, their edits are fire. But, again, if you're going to talk about edits, 
Like, you know, again, there's a lot of people on, on IG that are killing and in Twitter. Like, you look at Rasta, you look at Eric, Rasta. you look at Jazz, you know, yeah. uh, Kane Chief. Like, bro, like, Kane they're all Chief. killing it, man. Like, I don't know why Miami don't try to employ some of these people. You know Kane Chief came out of nowhere, too. Bro, it's, <laughs> it's great, man. Uh, no, they have not returned my call yet. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm going to put it out there. Listen, man. So, I, listen, I'm done with them, man. Like, Uh-oh. so. So, and I hope they hear this because, and I hope all you guys that are listening kind of like heed to what I'm going to say. So the University of Miami SID department, like they're literally like people who, number one, they think that they're better than anybody in the world. It's, it's not about what you know, it's who you know, right? And I feel like these guys, they sit, they can blackball you. They can do what they want to do. They're, they're, they're only working at the University of Miami because maybe that's what they went to school for, to be some type of broadcast or to do something. But to me, how hard is it to return an email? How hard is it to return a voicemail, like a phone call? Like when I've left over 30 something emails and voicemails time and time again, and you guys can't even return that, that is completely disrespectful. And they blatant go, you know, one, middle finger, you're number one to my face, you know? Like, and if I wasn't that type of fan that, you know, really truly cares about this, I probably would like punch one of them right in the jaw when I saw them at a game. But I'm not going to do that. Because that's not who I am. But, bro, like, honestly, it's so frustrating being part of the media and trying to get, like, trying to get access to something as, as simple as Paradise Camp. When I sent out emails two, three weeks prior asking, what are your protocols about Paradise Camp? And yet you can't even return me, like, return an email or a phone call? Like, bro, like, honestly, what I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. Well, they got to realize, man, that the type of content that we're putting out there. And, I mean, I'll even put out, you know, some of the other stuff that we've done, like, we put out a really good plan, at least what we believe is a good plan, to kind of, you know, um, give all these different podcasts and these shows that all have a different feel and a different, you know, different opinions and all that, you know, give them all an opportunity to put everybody on the same page. So you're not, you know, not, you know, having our team star quarterback jumping on and you're texting us, oh, take down that interview, take down that interview. You know, we had a great plan to, you know, Hey, hold on, baby. Look, my baby just brought me the quart of orange crush gelato. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's not that's not on keto for me, man. That's that's gotta <laughs> bird says it's not on keto. You, you take it out, you gotta be careful. Hey, so it is birds 18 pounds less though in three weeks, man. So I know you're right. So that's good though. So, but going back to what you're saying, man, I just I, I don't understand, man. What else can you do? Our content, I think, is is, is knowledgeable. It's 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 to the point. It's precise. There's nothing that we're saying on here that is negative. We don't degrade the kids. We don't like necessarily uh, berate anybody. We don't at people. You know what I mean? We're just not that type of people. That keto life is tough, bro. I can listen, and I respect you for that because there's no no keto rolls in Atlanta. Uh, bro, steaks and salads, man, all day. Bro, bro I'm good. I'm going to varsity. What do you have? Bro. What do you have? <laughs> what do you have? Look, varsity, no, varsity, I'm cheating. I don't care. <laughs> Derek, Dolphin, you you right on that one, man. I'm cheating at varsity. I don't give a damn. Oh, my gosh. Top. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. So, so Cole, let me, let me kind of flip the script a little bit for us, man. You know, you know now we've watched offseason number three for Manny. You know, he's going into season number three, right? He's put two yeah. bodies of work out. Yep. You know, and I know we always ask this question, but I mean, where, where do you think he's at as a, as a coach? We'll get your so, thoughts and I want to share some after. 
So I think moving forward is, number one, let's preface by this. He's done the right things that he's needed to do moving forward from after season one into season two, and then from season two going into season three. So I definitely feel like he's in the right direction, and he's doing the right thing as a head coach should do. He's not playing the loyalty card anymore. Again, we had a bad offense you know, two years ago, got rid of Dan Enos, brought in Rhett Lashley. Had a bad defense last year, kind of maybe a mutual parting between Blake Baker and Manny Diaz. But now, again, he's running that defense. You know, you go from six and seven to eight and three. That's a huge transition and a huge jump and an increase. I think it's going to be predicated on what Manny Diaz does this season moving forward. So do they take the next step? Are they competitive in those games? Are they competitive against Alabama? Are they competitive against North Carolina? Do they run through the Coastal? Do they get to play Clemson and are they competitive? And can they beat Clemson in the ACC title game? If those things happen, then I think Manny Diaz is doing the right things that he needs to do. Yeah. So so I, I agree with that, right? Because to me, this guy wins every offseason that he goes into, right? Uh, he is, I, I would say he's probably a top, five to 10 head coaching recruiter in the, uh, in the country. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a bold statement, but I mean, look at some of the kids that, that he's landed, right. And the way he's put his recruiting classes together, uh, the way he's uh, utilized the transfer portal. So, yeah, I mean, to me, top five to 10 uh, recruiter in the country from a, from a head coach standpoint, right. Um, You know, he's made the right decisions, which have been tough decisions at times on assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's been, you know, kind of at the forefront of, of things that are happening. Uh, you know, NIL, I think we were very well prepared for NIL, um, you know, and, and we've been the, we've been the leaders out in front of college football on, on, on NIL and and utilizing it. Right. And even though it's probably not very prevalent, I mean, you know, that in the background, you know, the school's kind of working on some of that stuff, right. You know, or, or, you know, through back page whispers or whatnot. Right. You know, but what it all, what it all, all that doesn't mean anything if you can't make the right calls on the field, right? And making right. green adjustments and have a level of humility to understand that, you know, you should be utilizing every single resource around you and listening, you know, especially with the, the alumni base we've had that we have and, you know, the guys that have played in the league and whatnot, you know, we, um, you know, we, we got, we, we got to have, the right adjustments made in games and the right X's and O's being called on the field. Cause with it doesn't all that other stuff that that's great. And that gets us all fired up means nothing. If we can't execute on Saturdays. Yeah. 100%. And then again, depending on what happens during the game, you know, again, you have to go into halftime and make those adjustments. You have to be able to go in there, get your team fired back up again. You're, you're down 20 points per se. I'm just throwing out a number, right? You got to be able to go in there and say, listen, guys, I don't know what it's going to take, we have to get back out there. We got to do this. And again, it's, it's, it's game adjustments that are really going to be prevalent moving into the season. Again, you going to Alabama against Alabama. Say you guys are tied 14, 14 going into halftime. What kind of adjustments do you make at that point? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, like I hope that's the, I mean, I think, you know, Rhett Lashley is, you know, top tier offensive coordinator in, in the country, right? Like he's, he's tier a to me. Right. I mean, you know, the, the first time I saw this guy coaching on the sideline, seeing how fired up he was, with everybody and, you know, getting into every position group meeting and, you know, uh, being out there and being a, being a fiery leader and whatnot, right? Like Rhett Lashley was the, was the complete package for the offense. And I think he solely owns that. Right. 
my hope is that on defense, what we see is Manny really lean on Bob Shoup, right? Because I believe Bob Shoup is the de facto defensive coordinator on this team. And, you know, Manny's probably the guy who's who's making the final decision on the calls. But right. Shoup's the guy who's watching the X's and O's upstairs, who's calling things out, you know, as they happen, who's calling out the adjustments that we need to make. Um, you know, obviously he's not an actual on-field coach because I think he's still making a pile of money from a, from a Michigan contract that he was on, yeah, right? Exactly. So, you know, I really just hope that we see – and we probably won't – well, we'll know because we'll know in how the defense plays. But I really want to see him land, lean on shoot and, you know, really get this X's and O's things figured out, man, because he's got every other tool, man. He's got the swagger. Um you know, he just he just has to put results on the field, man. And that's that's it. So, you know, to me, like everybody always wants to see, you know, season predictions. You know, they want, oh, we're going to win this game. We're going to lose that game. You know, to me, right, like we have the potential to catch lightning in a bottle with this team, right? This team is the deepest team that I think any of us have ever seen in terms of all these guys that have that have come back, right? We don't really have any major holes. I mean, linebacker is probably the biggest, the biggest question mark uh, right. that we have. I mean, special teams, I believe, is is awesome. You know, um, you know, D line. I mean, you know, everybody eats in our in our defensive line scheme, right? Um, you know, the O line is the most experienced unit that we've probably ever had here, and one of the most experienced units in the nation. You got a Heisman contending quarterback. Like, it's okay to me to expect the sky to be the limit this year, right? Like this is – that's okay, right? Does it mean we're going to win every game? No, probably not, right? But we have the potential to. You know, that LSU team, you know, they went from losing to Troy one year, uh, and then I believe, you know, I can't remember if that was the year before we played. But either way, they had a mediocre year, or they had a bad yeah, year. LSU, LSU. Year, the year that, that, that we lost to them, right? Yeah. And then – they caught lightning in a bottle with Joe Burrow, right? And then they, you know, then like all those they, went people, title. You know, they had all these seniors and they had every hole filled. Yeah. Listen, there's no reason that can't be us this year, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now. That's why going into this Atlanta game, I know you and I are on the same page. We're picking us to win. You're damn right I'm picking us to win, man. Because there's no reason not to. There's really no reason yeah. not to pick me. I don't care if I'm wrong, <laughs> you know? Oh, well. I'm wrong. I've been wrong, wrong before. <laughs> Exactly. I'll probably be wrong again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Three nothing Cowboys over the Steelers. Oh, you man. Know. But, you know. Could be the only game the Cowboys win all year. Sorry, carry on. No. You know, you, you look back at, you know, what's happening now. Um, you know, in the NFL. Like, how great is it to see Jimmy Johnson and Edron James being inducted oh. this weekend? I just wish Reggie was there with them. I think I think – I think it's I think it's a tragedy that Reggie was snubbed in, in in favor of Calvin Johnson, which like Calvin Johnson was great. Don't don't get me wrong, man. But the body of work that Reggie put up, I mean, put up the numbers he did next to another Hall of Famer. And, but so, and I agree with you. I don't think that I don't think that Megatron should have got in at first ballot. I just yeah. I don't right. But he is a freak of nature. He did put up some numbers. Um, I think what Reggie did, does get he in. Do? He didn't win anything the entire time he was in Detroit. I mean, what was their best season? They went to the playoffs one year. But see that again. So you're 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 a product of your you know your environment, right? Like it's not like he he picked to go to Detroit. But I respect people like that, right? He he went to Detroit. 
And he played in Detroit the whole time. It's like Marino, right? Marino could have left, you know, last couple of seasons and went to Minnesota, you know, but I'm saying like, so unfortunately some guys have, they have that loyalty and they don't want to leave, yeah. you know, they, they'd rather stay there and, and stick it out. And I have more respect for people like that, like Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I got respect that he decided to go back to camp oh, yeah. and, and go there. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he could have left, probably could have went to San Frank, probably could have went to a different, you know, a couple of different spots. But he chose to stay. And that's why I respect, you know, again, you look at like Marino. Like, I feel bad for him. I mean, he, he went to the AFC title game a couple, you know, a couple times, went to the Super Bowl. I think is either his uh, second year in the league, but he didn't win one. Doesn't change, you know, how you played. But, you know, Calvin Johnson, like, who do you have to throw the ball to him? John Kitna? You know what I mean? Like, it, Stafford, bro. But he still had like people like Kitna, too. Yeah, they had Stafford. Don't get me wrong. No. But, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, um, you know, he's just, He's a product of the environment, you know, and, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, I, I think Reggie gets it next year. You know, I, I think that he definitely gets in, but you look at the upcoming, better, thing, man. man, like you, you look at it like this, Reggie, Hester, Will Fork, Andre, Andre. I mean, those four alone. I mean, Portis, you think Portis gets in? No, no way. Yeah. No way. Frank Gore, mm-hmm. when he finally retires, five years later. Oh, Frank, Frankie's got to get in, man. Yeah. No question. I, I mean, so, again, you, you're talking about five more guys that potentially, you know, get into the, you know, the Hall of Fame. You know, and, again, you got back-to-back with, you know, with Jimmy and Edge. Let me tell you another one. Think Greg Olson gets in? Yes. Hey, and let's do that real quick. Well, let's talk about that when we get back from break. So, we're on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Dirty Bird and I chopping it up. Catch you in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. 
For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Two more segments here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. Special shout-out to Larry the Amigo. How about Little Amigo, Frank, all them guys over there? Um, doing down, what they man. do. Holding it down. You know, yeah. Frankie's the man, though. Frankie holds everything down. So give a special, special shout-out to Frankie Fernandez over there. Uh, yeah. You know, we're talking to the Kane Boys, La Familia, Kang Gang, Metro Rail Boys. Shout-out to JD, Jesse. Oh, yeah, the Kane's Cartel. Shout-out to all the, all, the, all the Kane fans, man. So. Especially the ones that don't don't even live in this area, like you know Colorado Kane Jason. You know he's all in Colorado doing what he's doing. You know, represent. Oh, do we oh. have a special guest? Look, 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 looks like our guest is here now. Oh, let, let's 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 get let's get him a second to get settled. There he is. One second, bro. <laughs> he's getting settled. I'm gonna pull him down for a minute, and then we'll bring him in once once he's ready. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> so so we've been waiting on a special guest. So those of you still listening to us and, and t- tuning into us, got a special guest getting ready to pop on with us. Uh, one of my good dudes, man, you know, uh, probably one of like one of the goodest dudes, like I don't say goodest, goodest isn't really a good word, right? Goodest, I mean, goodest one of the coolest, goodest and a good word, one of the coolest 
But one of the coolest ones that I've ever met in the University of Miami, one of the ones that just that keeps it real, always kept it 100 with me, man. Every time I do see him from time to time, we chop it up, man. So when he's ready, uh, I'd like to bring him into the Canyon show. And uh, uh, people don't know who, who it is right now, right? They can't, they can't see who it is. Well, it was in the title, what you called uh, it. Was it was in the title. It was in the title. <laughs> so – so, so secrets out that is that is none other than number six, the man. That's the it. Myth, bring, bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Though. There he is. Yo, six. What it do? Six. How y'all doing? How y'all doing, man? My man, big man, Randy. What's good, man? Y'all in a while. Y'all living. Man, listen. You know me, man. I'm blessed. It's getting ready to start fall camp in the morning, man. We just, you know, we have a national based radio show that airs on Sirius XM, man, and. Like this is what we do, man. We talk about University of Miami, man. You know, it's it's all about that you. All day, man. You know, <laughs> it's a beautiful day for us, man. EJ getting inducted. No you doubt, know, bro. Sir, sure. watching the game now. You know, it's looking for my Kane brothers out there, man. Bro, you already know, man. So you know, listen. I'm, I'm glad you came on because, like, you know, again, we've been trying to link up for for quite a while now, man. And uh, like I was just saying, like, you're always one of those dudes that always kept it a hundred with me, man. Every time I see you, whether it be at a a spring game or, you know, afterwards, man. Like, so it's always good to see you, man. And I appreciate you taking the time jumping on with us tonight, man. Yeah, you know, man, you family. You and, you and your wife, your kids, y'all, you know, y'all put in that work to make sure everything was good when I was there, you know, laying the foundation, you know, as far as the field and the building and everything. You know, you built that stuff from the ground up. So, you know, you're a part of the family. Yeah, sure. man. Like people don't realize, man. I've been doing this a long time, man. I've been, yeah. I've been. <laughs> I feel like, I, like people call me the Godfather. I'm like, whoa, that's that's, that's a big title, man. You know what I mean? But listen, I'll take it if they gonna call it for. <laughs> yeah, hey, considering you probably got Randy's old locker in your garage right now, you know. <laughs> you never know, man. I got all kinds of stuff. We got all. Oh, yeah, man. When they were building the sports center, I was grabbing all kinds of stuff. So, Randy, let me talk to you a little bit real quick. Obviously, coming out of the muck, you know, Glade Central, you know, coming to Miami, man. Like, what was that like, man? And obviously, you know, there's just – it's the you. Obviously, we're – you know, you came in that time, you know, the 05 to, to the 09 era. We were kind of on that dow- that downward spiral a little bit. But, again, it was still Miami. What attracted you to to Miami? Uh, it was the it was the Sean Taylor and the Ed Reed era that I watched growing up and um, where I was from. And, um, just, you know, the Devin Hester and the whole the whole University of Miami, the Orange Bowl, just growing up in Del Glade in Miami. It just, it just felt natural, it felt, you know what I mean? I kind of got into my Nazarene because I had all my test scores and stuff. I had Randy Shannon came and offered me a scholarship before the junior. My junior season started in high school, so and, yeah. And, um, I came pretty early. Um, Florida State hired um the house that Sunday trying to recruit me to change my life from, from Miami to Florida or whatever. But at that point, it was too late. I think that maybe was like a week before signing day, the weekend before signing day. He got hired. So, you know, I wasn't going to change my commitment to um, Florida or no one else after I had locked in with Randy Shannon my junior year because he had, he was the first one that had come offer me. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and Randy was a beast, man. Like, people don't realize Randy ran some great defenses back in the day, man. And, you know, yeah, but you got to have the players 
you know, to, to run your system as well. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, you played in some big games, obviously, you know, you know, coming as a freshman, that game in, Cle- you know, Clemson in 05, you know, the triple overtime, you know, today's 30 days, man. I was thinking about Tyrell Moss, man, you know, three zero running the rock. Um, you know, the, obviously you got to play in the, in the blue turf over there in Nevada, you know, in 06 and 07 was probably one of the most memorable seasons. You know, you had the two picks against FSU up there. Um, you know, again, your career, you know, you were a dog, man. Like literally you were all over the place. You played cornerback in high school. You played running back receiver. Like you were just a natural athlete, right? Did we lose him? Randy, you break it up a little bit. Hey, if you kill your camera, man, I think it'll give you a little bit more uh, bandwidth for the audio. Got some technical difficulties here. We had the same. We had the same thing with Kenny Barry. Remember? Yeah, that's a, hey. That's look, listen. That's the uh, that's the thing about doing a live show, man. <laughs> you never know. Let's see if Randy can hear us. Can you hear me now? Look like he's staring at us. I don't know if he can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. He got that face like I can hear y'all, but I can't. I can't get to y'all. Let's do this. You want to see if we can. Uh, Try to reconnect with them, and uh, we'll just keep chopping it up. Yeah, let's do that, man. All right. So, again, like, you know, obviously, um, <laughs> old Dolphin Derek said some dollar stuff. You know, that's the thing, man. Like, when you're doing live radio, sometimes connections, you know, they come in, they come, like, they go in, they go out. And, uh, but, man, like, you know, Randy was a dog when he played at UN, man. Like, just literally all over the field. He, uh, you know, again, had, had, a, had a stellar career. You know, he did his thing out there, man. So, do you, what do you remember about about Randy Bird? Oh man, just uh, just the relentless effort, man, and the playmaking back there, and uh, you know, just the just just the highlights, man. Oh, they're all over the place, man. He he, like, he was the type of dude that didn't care, man. He'd come up and lay the wood. You know, he brought up the, the Ed Reed and the Sean Taylor era. You know, that's that mindset that the guys like Bubba Bolden, the James Williams, the Cam Kitchens, like the newer guys, like they got to have that same mindset, man. They got to have that mindset to come up and lay the wood, not in a bad way now for like because of the targeting thing, but they got to come in and, and lay that wood, man, without any fear. You know what I'm saying? Like a la Amari Carter, less the targeting calls. And, and again, to his defense, I think some of the calls are kind of bad anyway. So yeah, yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. So did you uh, try to reach back out to him? Trying to get him back on? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to figure him out here. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we got we got about a minute and a half left in this segment. If we can try to get them back on, apologize that I got them. Try to get that. That's the thing, man. Sometimes the internet does funny thing. I, listen, this is South Florida, <laughs> South Florida, man. You get that rain, you get a little water on that on that uh, fiber optic line. Who knows what happens, man? So, <laughs> oh, See, you know where, where's Randy living these days, man? Do you know? He's, I think he's back up in the muck. Oh, all right, in the muck. So that's, that might be that might be why we're having uh, technical difficulties. Because again, there the other day. When we had uh when we had um Kenny Barry on, remember he was driving through the muck and yeah. he was going he was going in and out, in and out, in and out. So uh so we'll the see. Reverend, the Reverend Bro, Kenny Barry. The Reverend Kenny Barry. Number six. He wore number six as well. How funny is that? Yeah. Good stuff, man. Oh yeah. I listen, Randy's like he didn't care, man. He'd come up a little yeah. wood. Now that's a good question for him too. I wanted to ask him about playing on that blue field up there in Nevada, you know, in the Boise against Nevada mm-hmm. in 06. That's the crazy man. Like you're playing on the Smurf turf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we went to Boise. Well, Blue Turf's in Boise. 
Correct. I think we played we played Nevada, but it was a bowl game. Like the oh yeah, yeah the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. There was something, but we played in Boise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. We played. On a, we played on, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Colin Kaepernick was their quarterback. I could oh, be wow. wrong. I could let me. Let, let me ask you something about that blue field. You ever hear the thing where it like where it like kills birds because they think it's water? Oh, and, and they dive in first. And they try to dive into it, like it's been known for that or something. I man, bro, I don't even know. Somebody tried telling me that, and I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Jeez. Let me see. <laughs> so I'm gonna Google that. Right, listen, we gotta go to break and we gotta go to break. What what time do we go to break? 107, 124, right? Yeah, 124. Yeah, we have no. So we did oh, – okay, well, we got time. All right, I was just trying to figure it out because we did 17, 34, 51, 107. So we're 10 minutes into it, so yeah. Yeah, we we're, not, we're not used to doing the whole show in one uh, in one swoop here, man. So No, not at all, man. Not at this all. Will, this, will make it, this will make my life easier tonight, sending the show to, uh, to Frank tonight. One file, download, bam, gone. <laughs> Bro. So we ended up playing them December 31st of 2006, and Kirby Freeman – um, Kirby Freeman was the quarterback. He threw for 272 yards and two long touchdowns, ran for another score, and the Hurricanes defense came through in the five. I think we had an interception, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think who their quarterback was. Your, your memory with this stuff is crazy, man. Bro, so someone told me the other day, because, again, I'm really good with numbers. The, uh, what's, the, what's, what's the movie with Russell Crowe? Is it? Beautiful, beautiful minds, beautiful thing, beautiful minds. Oh, you Rain Man, bro, with the numbers. Oh, bro. Right, 647 toothpicks just fell on the ground. Who was there? No, oh, so I guess I guess their quarterback yeah. was Jeff Rowe. Yeah. Coach Co tried to tell me, he, he's like, oh, yeah, what, what mile marker or what exit are you? And I'm like, oh, it's, I don't know. It's, you know, St. Lucie West Boulevard. Oh, man, that's exit uh, 234. And I'm like. Bro, I have no clue what that number is. How do you know? Oh, well, you know, when I drive to Orlando, that's blah, blah, blah. You're this exit. And I'm like, man, I don't even know that about where I live, bro. Like, <laughs> Kirby Freeman, what a, what a name, bro. What a name. That's just one of those names that just, you know, there's someone does, uh, I can't remember who does it. Someone, because <laughs> someone did like a Forgotten Cane Friday or something like that. Like, what, a, what do you remember an offensive lineman went to St. Thomas? Anthony Walschlager, number 78. No, yeah, I don't remember him in detail, but I mean, they right. sound familiar. Beast. Beast. Yeah. I mean, just beast. Like, there's some guys out there, like uh, Alan Simonet, like number yeah. 68. He was like 6'8, like just big old dude. Big old dude. Is Randy coming back? Yeah. Go ahead. Yo, you back? Yeah, I'm back, baby. How y'all doing? Oh, there you go. Like you never left. <laughs> there we go. No, I appreciate it. So, again, yeah. before before the oh, before we got broke up, we were just talking about some of your things at you know at Miami. You know, again, that FSU game in 07 with the two picks. Like, what was that like playing in that rivalry? Oh man, it was it was it was beautiful. Um going up there. Um, you know, the, my first year I went up there, I didn't, I played a little bit on special team, but I didn't really get in. I was kind of mad, but it was, uh, <laughs> um, it was, uh, yeah. that next year down there in Miami, I played pretty good as a sophomore. I started cornerback that game. I think they only had one catch on me that game and, um, it just boosts my confidence up or whatever. And, um, 
just showed me that I could be on, I could play with those guys on that level at cornerback. Cause you know, the cornerback thing was like new to me when I got to college, I never had played it before. So, you know, just, just to be able to have a good game on a, on a stage like that, just showed me I was, I belong on a um, college football level as a cornerback. Man, you know, that, uh, I was up there, I was up there that 07 game, you know, against FSU and, Man, that play was rocking, man. You know, and again, I've been to FSU every other year since since 2001. You know, it's like those are one of the games that I don't miss. You know, I just I go, I go, I go. But again, you know, we were talking about some of the big games you played, and obviously your freshman year. I actually you know, played. I actually played nickel. I, I played nickel back then. You game. did. You did. Correct. Yeah, I didn't you play know. no safety. I didn't play any safety that game. I played nickel back, and I guarded their best receiver. Um. Preston Parker, that whole Preston game. Parker, that's right. You know, the yeah. one pick in the end zone right at halftime, you know, like literally over the shoulder catch, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, we got a little, we got oh, a little yeah, follow over here. That was the 09 game. Yeah, that, that was the 09 game. Yeah, that was 09. That was rocking. That game was rocking up there. Oh, bro, it was it was dope, man. Yeah. That so, was so our, we, um, I think that was our first time um, winning. Was it our first time winning? Because that was Jacora. Was that Jacora? That was Jacora. Yeah. Tell you, man, it's it's crazy. What are, what are you up to these days? What are you what are you up to? Oh man, I'm just raising my kids, man, living, enjoying life, uh, doing a little training here and there. Uh, nothing too special, you know me. Uh, are you still are you back up in the, you back at the buck or where you at? Oh no, no, I'm up top, man. I live in like northern Florida. Where you at? No, the northern Florida. Something left best, best untold, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm still a cane. I'm still a. I'm a real cane. I'm a real bad boy for life, man. <laughs> just don't, yeah. just don't venture yeah. to Tallahassee, Gainesville area. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> oh no, nah, no, nah, we we ain't going that far. We ain't going that far. We we closer, we closer to home than you think. You know. What I mean? There you go. There you go. So. So I, I got I got some questions to ask you, and then um, again we're gonna go to break in about a minute, but then we'll come back on with you. So, but but real quick, obviously you know again you played at Miami, um, got to sit in the NFL with Detroit, you know as a free agent, and then you had that shoulder injury. You know, was that something yeah. that you could have played through, or or what was that like? All right, so I never really got a chance to tell this story, and I know we're gonna get back into it, but you know I injured my shoulder week three at Virginia Tech. Yeah. And, and, oh, three, oh, wow. Okay. Yes, yeah, my senior year. And I missed that next four games. You know, I made all ACC honors my senior year, but I missed four games. I missed those next four games out the Virginia Tech. And um, I came back. I had a torn labrum, rotator cuff, and bicep. I played the entire senior year after wow. week three. All those three injuries in my right shoulder. When I pick that ball off versus Clemson in the end zone, and I run off. You can you can see me running with one shoulder, like that's Hold how I down, started. Yeah. I was tackle low out of torpedo guys with one shoulder because I was playing with one shoulder the entire time. Wow! Yeah, so. so let's do let's do this. Let's go to break real quick, and we come back. Let's get into that stuff because I got a bunch of questions I want to ask you anyway. So so Bert, run us the break, right. and then uh, we'll be back with uh, Randy Phillips. All right, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. We'll be back with former Kane safety number six, Randy Phillips, in just a few moments. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. 
Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then oh, you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. All of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 
right, everybody, final hour here on the Kane Gang Radio Show. Uh, Sirius XM Channel 145, chopping it up with number six, Randy Phillips, former University of Miami Hurricane, former Detroit Lions. So, Randy, so you hurt your shoulder, uh, obviously, and then, you know, you kept playing through the injury, things like that. And then, you know, talk to me a little bit about what's going on after that uh, as the season progressed. Yeah, so I got back. Um, Coach Shannon didn't want me to play, but I, I, I chose to play. I wasn't going to forfeit the last couple of games. Uh, me and Jason Fox was going through something similar. And um, with me missing um, my entire senior year due to the knee injury, I couldn't miss my fifth year due to the shoulder injury. So I chose to play through it for the rest of the season. Probably tore it up a little worse, but um, we had the surgery right after the bowl game, January 4th. We repaired everything, and I was supposed to be out for nine to 12 months, four to six months in a sling, like I'm out of there. So I had to turn down the invites from um, from the East West Shrine Gang, Combine, all those things, just to you know heal the right way. But I really couldn't heal. We had pro day in April, so as you can recall, I couldn't do anything at pro day. But I did field events with one arm. I think I ran a four seven. I only had a one arm. Um, I had surgery in January fourth, and pro day was in April. So you only call talking about a couple months to even just to be in shape, let alone let my shoulder heal. I was still supposed to be in a sling. Wow. So the entire time wow. I was tearing my arm off, just trying to compete and make a team. When I got to Detroit, I couldn't even raise my arm. You know what I mean? So um, the night the night before the physicals, just for me to pass the physical, I had to wake up the next morning and um and, and heat my shoulder up and hang from the door handle just to be able to raise my arm and pass the physical. Man. Yeah, it was that serious. It was that serious. I had tore back up trying to just trying to get out there and just be in shape and make a team, make an NFL team, rookie minicamp, all of that. I didn't pass the physical rookie minicamp as you as you can recall. I signed with the Lions after free agency, but I didn't do rookie mini count because I couldn't lift my arm. Wow. I couldn't participate in anything. So here come um training camp. You know, it's, I'm just hanging on, man. They they made me sign the waiver that if I hurt my shoulder, I wouldn't I wouldn't guarantee my salary. They they could cut me without paying me. So I'm out there high on my shoulder, I'm out there high and everything, but at the same time, I'm tearing camp up on the best safety in camp with one arm. Like they named an award after me up the Randy Phillips Award just because of how hard I was going. But little did they know I only had one arm. I wasn't even supposed to be out there. Man. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just kept getting worse yeah. and worse. But I'm covering it up now to the point where, like, I'm starting safety preseason week one. I'm starting, but nobody know I only got one arm. So by it went out on me. I remember we was playing the Vikings. It's just they pulled me to the side like, man, we know. What you did to get in here, we respect you, we love you, but you know we gotta um, move somebody up. We're doing bad, so you know we gonna uh, release you within 24 hours. We want you here tomorrow. Sign you to the practice squad. Lay down, get your shoulder right. We love you. Want to invest in you. You good? So I trusted them with that, and that's what it was. And they laid me down. They hid me until week 10, until I got back better, and they moved me back up. The end of the season to play Tampa and to play the Dolphins. I came down there, I played real good versus the Dolphins. Forced to fumble, had like four tackles, stuff like that. And um, they promised me that they would move me up so I can get the credit of the season for his games played. So they did, and it was it was all love and respect. And then you know, me just playing, I'm stronger, working out in the weight room, getting myself together, come back up, play the Dolphins game, going to the off season, 
not thinking I need shoulder surgery, just thinking, you know, I was weak just from overcompensating. And then first, soon as we get in camp after the lockout, I didn't get an off season. Money wasn't good. <laughs> undrafted rookie free agent coming off of undrafted rookie free agent season, probably pocketed like 50000 60000 after that first year. I spent like six weeks on the Peace Squad, so money was cut in half. So I'm doing treatment. I'm in Belgrade working out because it's a lockout. There's no money. There's no nothing. So, you know, I just was unfortunate enough to run into that situation to trying to get myself back together. And as soon as I got into the camp the next year, when after the lockout in August, we reported, I went head on with the fullback. And they was like, man, your shoulder torn. Like, I probably already know that because I probably tore it up already. You know what I mean? So that would kind of end me, man. And I tried to make a little small comeback um 2012 but that's when i discovered i had two herniated discs in my neck and my c6 and my c7 just from you know hitting with my neck and shoulders being torn and just so i just called it i hung it up man call it the day that's because you were fearless that's because you were fearless out there man like you didn't care like yeah. you were hit you know i we had uh we had t good on the show you know a couple weeks back and like you know you guys like you, you were dogs. Like you guys played with such recklessness because that's the type of like athletes you guys were. Like you, you brought that fire right. and you brought that you brought that heat to. And that's why I feel like you know if I, if I ask you today, like if you look at this, the the program at the University of Miami, like you don't see that anymore. You don't see guys coming and try to lay the wood, and you know you just don't. So let me ask you this: Do you interact with the program at all? They change. Anymore? They change. They change. They change the culture. They changed yeah. the culture at the program, NCAA, and by changing the coaches, and they gutted out all of the realness out of the program. Yeah, and, and that's uh, the team they They're doing a great job, man. We needed an image change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we was. I don't think we did. We I don't think we did because Randy, I don't think we did. Because times, are, times are changing. Times are changing, and people want to know that their kids are safe. Yeah. And people want to know that, um, yeah. and that, um. Their, their education is first and people want to know that, you know, uh, with this COVID stuff and with all the trouble that we've been through, I think the University of Miami have done a great job with uh, weaving out a lot of the stuff that was going on around the program without really pointing the finger at certain people, just weeding it out as an entirety. So, you know, I, I, I don't communicate with nobody in the program, but probably DeMarcus, man, DeMarcus still talk with good friends. And, yeah. um, yeah, I still attend the games or whatever. You know, there's there's nothing, no grudges between me and the program or anything like that. You know, the, you know, I don't I don't hold anything against them. They don't hold anything against me. But you know how I was rocking. You know how I'm rocking, man. I'm rocking with Nelly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah so that, <laughs> I was yeah. tempted to kind of bring that situation up, but I'd rather get into some other oh, stuff. No, like... you could. You got to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. let me ask you this real quick, though. Let me ask you this. Who are you cool with back then, and are you still cool with those people today? As far as players, for like, um, like some of your teammates, Eric Monker, Eric Monker, number uh, ninety-four. Bruce okay, Johnson, yeah, yeah, Bruce yep. Johnson, Bruce, Bruce, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, Big Dixon, yeah. Okay, and I'm still, I still talk to my boys. Um, uh, Deron Collier, he just came and visited me. Um, oh, two eight, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, T. You know, you know, T three always, you know, and yeah. the Muck boys for sure. For sure. I seen D Bear about three weeks ago. Seen his dad. Yeah. So you know. Well, we had we had Damien like they're, they're, like Damien, Damien and Kenny are like family to me, man. Like me and KB, like man, like so 
When you talk about the berries, yeah. man, they're my people, man. I've known Kenny a long time, right. and I, I actually spoke at one of his youth camps and stuff for him and things like that. So, yeah, they're definitely good people. Um, someone got a question. What's your favorite memory about being at Miami? Oh, man. Um, the Orange Bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Orange Bowl. The OB, man. The Orange Bowl. It was yeah. like right now, like I've been watching a lot of documentaries and stuff on Netflix. And it's like just to know the culture of the area that it was in, oh, yeah. outside of football, oh, just what yeah. the Hispanic people was going through through the 80s and the 90s and what the OB represented there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. just like the bigger picture of Miami, period. I've just been paying attention to everything, like the history of Miami and um, the city and the people and, and, and what, what made it so uh, so good. To be in Miami for us, like with all the nationalities and stuff like that. You know, I, I miss the OB. Like, obviously, that was that's why I fell in love with the University of Miami, and I've been going since 1991. And to see that puppy be like, I remember um, 07, that last game against Virginia. I literally left. We were on the field till probably 1:30 in the morning, um, till they were ready to kick the lights off. Everybody was kind of gone. We were out there running around on the field, and like I didn't want to see that place go, man. It was just there was nothing like that old girl and. People who didn't get a, a, an opportunity to experience like games, whether it's Miami, the Dolphins, whatever, like there's nothing. You'll you'll never resemble that that stadium. Going to the going to those games as a high school senior probably would be my most memorable moment. I remember uh, NC State game I attended and um, I was there. Um, I was already committed. They knew I was coming, and man, Devin Hester put on a show that game. You already know. I think <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. I was there for that, and um, I had a few guys that I knew <laughs> that I had took visits. I took visits to uh, C State with, and I kind of met him. Uh, my boy Garland, he from Blaze Central, and, and uh, Stephen Tullock that, that I ended up playing with in Detroit. And uh, that whole crew, that whole crew that was uh, at NC State that year, man, they was they had a good team that year. That was a great game in the OB04. Oh, man, there's nothing like that. So uh, since you said I can bring it up, like obviously the whole Nevin situation, obviously – I think everybody, like, when you see the documentary, you know, like the U30 for 30 or whatever, obviously, listen, you didn't care that you aired that stuff out there because at the end of the day, why should you? Like, It was, you, it was you, already out there. It was correct. already so out there. You might as well just own up to it. That's what people didn't understand. Like, even with Nevin, even with Nevin, man, that's the feds. The feds don't play. You know, the government, they don't play around. They know so, everything Randy, you do. Yeah. So Randy, let, <laughs> let me let me sure ask you something. Yeah. So so you know, with that whole situation, right? Like obviously we got popped for it here. But I mean, you know guys, you played with guys, they went on to other college programs. Like, how prevalent was this kind of stuff at other programs, not just here? I don't know. I don't too much know. I just know everywhere I went, everybody was amazed with our story yeah. or what we had going on as if it wasn't going on there, but you know how that go, you know, yeah. look yeah. at the basketball yeah. guys that's yeah. been getting popped. Like we, we was nowhere near that type of stuff. They getting homes for their mom and hundred, $200,000. <laughs> it was never like that with us, man. It was never like that with Nevin. Nevin wasn't a payroll type guy. Not at least not when I got there, you know what I mean? The glory days was before me. So I don't know what happened. That was a lot of people didn't understand when I got there. It wasn't about money because, you know, he was already probably on the investigation, you know, 08, 09 and stuff like that. So, you know, but, yeah. um, 
a lot of guys that I met, they act like, you know, like our stories, this was crazy, but you know, I know those but, college but, basketball stories are way crazy. But but listen to this, Randy. You look back at it now, like and, and Bird and I were talking about it earlier. You know, you look at you know the 08, you know, uh with Jacory and all those guys who went to dinner and just got some some dinners, right? Like they had to miss five, six, seven games, like Olivier and those guys. But uh, you look at what's happening now with the NIL. These kids are making thousands and thousands of dollars now, but yet they were penalized. You know, here it is 15 years ago. Listen, on the Alabama quarterback about to make a million dollars. And he's going to get put on his ass in in 30 days. (laughs) Listen, he ain't took took a snap yet. Yeah. Now think about that. He haven't played one down, and he's probably richer than every college football player that ever took a snap. Crazy, right? And why there was a college? Why there was like the Reggie Bushes that like put up members and they took the trophy away from him? He yeah. he he went through that grind already to 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 you know to hold up that trophy at the end of the season. This kid already getting a million before the season even start, and Nick Saban announced that for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, not it's a money game. You know what I mean? So the integrity is gone. It's a money thing now. And it been that way, but you know, they tried to penalize us for it. And all he was doing was just helping out. Like he wasn't he wasn't influencing our play. If he was, he was trying to help. But you know, it was guys that wasn't even on the field. He didn't yeah. give a damn about that, yeah. man. You know, it was about it was about if you need something to eat, any one of you guys would have did the same thing. One hundred percent what Nevin was doing. Any of you guys would have did the same thing. He was really looking out for guys who did, who could who should been making the 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 I ain't calling dudes name, but they should have been making the money that this guy from Alabama making. Yeah, yeah. The only difference I think would have been if if it was his own money, I think it would have been a different story. You know what I mean? But we don't know. I, that's correct. That's not correct. That's not our business. That's not right, my right. business. I never knew anything right. about like why would he why would he even allow around the school to know what he's doing personally to get his nobody will ever ever know like nobody they were just taking that listen these guys they were just taking that money and saying thank you thank you you know they were taking his money as a booster it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of stuff that goes on around us that we have no idea we seen that with our last president yeah a lot of stuff that go on around us that we have no idea about you know about how you guys gained their wealth or whatever we all we knew was that we wasn't getting it from the ncaa we weren't getting it from the school but they was making all the money yeah. now here comes the guy that y'all introduced us to i mean what, what you yeah, want me and, to and do listen, and, and, and when you read that report that you know obviously that you know yahoo sports you know they, listen you made a great point you didn't seek out nevin shapiro the university brought him to you Right. So what did you do wrong? You you just met somebody that they brought brought to you and said, hey, Randy, this is so and so. So you built a relationship. It's the same relationship with you and I. Right. I met you at a football game. Hey, Randy, what's going on? You don't know who I am. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, I can be dropping you. I can be dropping you stacks. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You just you you whatever you do to get yours, you 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 feel like, hey, man, you met this dude. You know what I mean? Okay, you met someone and he happened like, I ain't had no first, second, third round draft grade. He, ain't, he wasn't going to benefit off me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. man, his relationship I have anything to do with the school. You know what I mean? So 
it just, you know, and it wasn't about money or anything when it came to me because I was well taken care of by my family. But, you know, right. it just when I seen a real right. dude, you see a real dude, you get, you know, you become cool. And then, you know, whatever they have going on, he did his time for whatever he, you know, that's on him. Right. <laughs> I know some way, right. some dudes that do way, have done some way worse stuff than that. Right. Yeah, man, so... Well, let's uh let's go ahead and take take a break real quick, and then uh, appreciate you guys listening to the Kangang Radio Show, and uh, here on SiriusXM Slam Radio Channel One Four Five, we'll get it, y'all. The views and opinions expressed on Kangang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.